Alabama with a cruising victory yesterday. Uh, so much to be happy about, but there's still a lot to be concerned about. But why is it that I want to talk more about everything else that happened in college football this past weekend? But I'm going to try and uh, keep it as Alabama-centric as we can. Here we go with Locked On Bama. Locked On Bama, your daily podcast on the Alabama Crimson Tide. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey, everybody, and welcome back into Locked On Bama. Luke Robinson, that's me. Jimmy Stein, that's him. Jimmy, how are you today? Yeah, good. A little tired. Sunday is a uh, travel day for me, and it's a travel day, and it's a work day, and it's it's nothing like hosting a uh, small child's birthday party, but uh, but it's 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 up there. Which is exactly what I'm doing. My daughter's sixth birthday party is going on right now. It started at two, and um, it is not quit. It's going to go on for the break of dawn, apparently. Um, well, they that's just probably just now broke into the beer by now. Uh, I mean, well, the adults have, and they've long been in. That's part of the problem. I couldn't usher everybody out quick enough, and they're still all down there. I said, i got to go do this. Um, anywho, uh, Alabama, big-time win, 63-7 to over La Monroe and Terry Bowden, who um, I'm not sh- – I think we found out what's eating Gilbert Grape, and it's Terry Bowden. Has, has he? Have you ever – if Terry Bowden came out of the tunnel first, I bet you some Alabama players are like, oh, my God, this Louisiana Monroe team is huge. They must have a five-star nose guard. How big is Terry Bowden? That was the story to me. I mean, I was, that was the story. I was, that was the story. I sat in the in a in a friend of mine's box, and I was somebody was like, "Where's Terry Bowden?" And I'm like, you, "There he is, right there. He should have an advertisement on the side of him, like call Alexander Shannara or whatever. He was a monster." Uh, but anyway, uh, I digress. I will say that um, I've never seen Alabama or any team for that matter, score offensively, defensively, and on special teams within the first six minutes and 10 seconds of a ball game. But that happened. And, um, you know, frankly, Jimmy, one thing that's kind of weird about that, that may have been – sure, you'd never want to turn that down. But I didn't really see us fix any of our problems that we've been discussing about. You know, the timing between Bryce and the receivers still seemed to be an issue – um, the just the chemistry between them. I thought the offensive line looked pretty good, but man, the Louisiana Monroe was so completely outmatched. I mean, outsized except for coach, and um, out athleted by everyone, by everybody, literally. Um, so yes, I am thrilled to death. We get a sixty-seven, I mean, sixty-three to seven win. That's awesome. Good for us. Uh, happy, but I just didn't. I, I left not feeling a lot better about things not that I felt bad I just didn't feel better uh I did but uh, but uh, I mean we talked all week about how one of the difficult things is when you play someone you out athlete how hard it is to gauge whether you've improved and and a beat writer tried to ask coach that question and coach of course and he had to do this he had to uh brush that off saying how dare you insinuate that Louisiana Monroe isn't a good football team uh, and, and you know that answer is coming, and that's what coach is supposed to say. Um, and so we're left to ponder uh, how much can you gauge improvement against a team that you know that you significantly out-athlete. And I, I liked what I saw. I mean, I think that we've really crossed a Rubicon as a fan base when we can't 
celebrate or clap a 63 to seven win, particularly when we outgain them like 600 yards to 150. We have the greatest punt return night I've ever seen in my life as an Alabama fan. I know it's the greatest punt return night of the Saban era, but I can't imagine that there was a punt return night, you know, better than that one. Uh, it was unbelievable. All of the guys, not just Kool-Aid, who was spectacular, but but the other guys too. Uh, you know, things I wanted to see, I didn't see enough of it to, to, to feel awesome, but I saw enough of it to where I feel a little better. Like, for instance, the yard per carry numbers on every single running back was really good. Now, I realize a lot of that was in the second half when the game was sort of decided. I get that. But all we can go on is a yard per carry number. I mean, that's all there is when it comes to gauging your success in the ground game. And literally every single one of them, including even one of the walk-ons, <laughs> had a good number in the yards per carry. So I wanted to establish a ground game. Not 100% sure that was awesome, but the yard per carry number was fantastic for every one of those guys. Uh, we rushed for almost 300 yards in the game. Uh, secondly, I wanted to see big pass plays. That's that's the remaining disappointment to me is Luke's already mentioned it. There seems to be a lack of chemistry between the quarterbacks and the receivers. Uh, only five catches in the entire game by the wide receiver room. That's alarming. Uh, and thirdly, I want to see the defense cause turnovers. They caused one. They caused one. But it's hard to, like, fault the defense when they give up, you know, just 150 yards and one score, which was just a 55-yard drive. Uh, and, and keep this in mind, folks. You know, Texas is a good team. I know some people don't like it when we say that, but it's a fact. Uh, I think Texas proved again that they're a good team this weekend. They beat maybe the best group of five team uh, by three touchdowns. Um, and we beat Louisiana Monroe far worse than Texas did, far worse. And Texas had Ewers then, not Hudson Card. And Texas had Ewers, and we beat Louisiana Monroe way worse than Texas did in every category, offense, defense, and certainly special teams. So I, I'm pleased with where we are. And uh, I'll have one final rant before uh, before the show is done about expectations. But uh, I'm pleased with where we are. But I am going to be causing people extreme nerves as, as for the next two weeks, I soundly alarm about how difficult it's going to win in Fayetteville. Yep. Yep, I'm on mute. I'm not anymore. Um, yeah, I think you're absolutely right about the Fayetteville thing because I was able to pull that game up on um, ESPN or SEC Plus, and man, they they looked bad for a while, and then they sort of just turned it on, and and they looked good again. Um, that's going to be a very difficult game, and uh, we can get into that later because we have a Vanderbilt game coming up this week that we'll talk more about, but. And I, and I see what you're saying. And again, I don't want to start off negative. I don't want to be like, ah, I didn't enjoy myself. No, I, I enjoyed it. I loved it. And like I said, you feel weird saying, hey, it would almost be better in this particular game to have not had a special teams touchdown and a defensive touchdown like right at the very beginning. Because what it sort of does is you naturally take your foot off the gas. I mean, we right. went into a lull offensively for a while until um, – you know, Bryce Young scored on that. That was a pretty cool play, by the way. It looked kind of awkward when Bryce Young spun around, but it was very basketball-y that he spun like he did to get into the end zone. And then, um, of course, we had a touchdown to Amari Nablack. That Hey, kudos to him. 
glad to see him out there playing because God knows uh, if you watch Georgia's tight ends play, you're like, um, I'd love some of those guys on my team. Every any of them, all four of them, they're all great. Um, but again, I I wanted I didn't want a defensive touchdown necessarily because or special teams because I wanted the offense out there. I wanted them to, to keep trying, keep churning. Like, and I I give people have been killing Bill O'Brien, right? Because they're they're like he's got to go. He's this that and other. I get what he was doing. I. I really believe this. I think he, we were doing a lot of passing when we could have probably just been running the ball the whole time and run over them. We were trying to pass to, to get this chemistry going. That's what we were trying to do. That's what it felt like to me. So I get it. And I, I think the intent was good. I just think the execution wasn't good, which lets me know we need more practice with it, which makes me again, wish we didn't have the special team and defensive touchdown. Although I am very happy for both um, Malachi Moore for Jagori Brooks for blocking the punt and for Will Anderson getting the pick and the touchdown. I'm very happy for all those guys. Uh, I'm also happy for Brian Branch going on a punt return later. And and again, I know the punt return yardage is a is a nice thing. It is a record. All these other deals, but that goes back to we ath out ath out out athleted them. That was a stumper for me. Look, I've, I've been up a long time, guys. Um, out athleted them so badly that if we had just said, here's the deal, y'all get four downs and then y'all punt to us. And if we don't make it, y'all get the ball back on your own 20 and let's see who wins. We would have beaten them 45 to seven because mm-hmm. we would have, well, not 45, I guess it'd be 42. We wouldn't kick a field goal in that scenario, but we would have beaten them badly because we were to turn several punts for touchdowns. I mean, Kool-Aid was so close in several instances to break one. And then, you know, he had to feel bad. Like as soon as we take him out, we put Brian Branch back there and he takes it to the house. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. I mean, to me, to me, it was almost funny. And wow, who would have thunk? You know, uh, I, I was surprised when I saw fourteen back there. I'm like, wow, they're putting Jones Bell in until I like really peered from my seat and like, that's yeah. not Jones Bell. Uh, I, but I really assumed it was Jones Bell and not Branch when I saw fourteen trot out there. But uh, congratulations, Brian Branch, on uh, hopefully he'll never return a punt again in his career at Alabama. So we can say he's one for one with the touchdown. But oh, I'm, you know, I'm it right is. It is true. We so out-athlete Louisiana Monroe that it's not close. It's not funny. But we out-athlete a lot of teams, and we've never hit that number in punt return. Louisiana Monroe plays three or four contract games a year where they're paid to show up and lose, and I doubt they've ever given up 268 punt return yards before. I mean, it, it was it was an anomaly. It was something I've, I've never seen, and I doubt we'll ever see again. Uh, but it gives me good hope uh, in the sense that yeah, that's because we out-athleted them. Well, we're going to out-athlete everyone we play, even Arkansas and even Tennessee, even though they're very good teams. Uh, we'll out-athlete everyone we play until we get to Georgia. Um, but it made me uh, feel like Coleman Hutzler. We also blocked a punt, by the way. Uh, yeah, Coleman Hutzler uh, schemed up something nice this week. And, 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 again, it was a little easier to scheme them than it's going to be, uh, you know, against Arkansas. But congratulations to Coach Hutzler on his best performance uh, at, at Alabama's special teams coach. And, and again, I'll save the rant for the end of the show. 
Want to tell everybody about Bet Online is your number one source for all your pro and college football betting needs and sports info this season. Find all the latest football league developments, game matchups, news, and podcasts, including this year's opening week games. Bet Online is also your continued source for all your sporting wagering information, including live betting, esports, and scores. The fastest and easiest way to check in on all your favorite sports and events, including MLB, MMA, boxing, and golf. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and actions. Bet Online is where the game starts. Jimmy, I think it's fair to, um, in this particular case, uh, and I haven't seen the the replay yet. I, I did go to the game, um, and I'm anxious to get to the replay. But as I said, I got my six-year-old daughter's birthday outdated, and it has been an absolute event. So I've had very little time. But I think it's fair for us to talk about what all happened around college football again yesterday, specifically the SEC, because – uh, these things do affect Alabama. Quay Russell and James Smith were at Auburn to see that absolute debacle on the plains. Um, man, I, look, I, I think I, I can't remember. I think I picked Auburn to win because of the juju uh, there on the plains. But my God, I mean, I, I didn't know it was this bad. I knew it was bad. Talent-wise, there is a discrepancy, but I thought, okay, Penn State's probably on about the same level. They're not on the same level. Penn State is above Auburn for for definite sure. And, of course, it starts in the trenches, but they're definitely ahead of them at quarterback. They were, I thought they were ahead of them at running back. I mean, everybody keeps talking about Tank and Jarquez, and they're both good running backs. But I would take Penn State's running backs. I mean, that's that Singleton dude is a yeah. dude. Um, he is. And, you know – I know Owen Papo had a, had a fantastic hit, maybe one of the best hits you're going hits you're going to see when it comes to um, hits that are allowed anymore. But other than that, that was about the only Auburn highlight. And I, I again, when the Harson stuff hit the fan in, I guess it was was it February maybe. Um, I remember telling some Auburn friends, it's it's over. And you know, even a week or two later, they were like, no, nah, it looks like everything's kind of cooled down. I was like, it's it's too late. There's, it's, it's, this is over, and you can see how over it is. And the players can talk about buying back in, but that didn't look like a bunch of bought-in players yesterday. And, um, you know, to have all those recruits there and to have the fans actually – you rarely – give Auburn fans this. They rarely boo their own team. They booed their own team. They well, all left her. That's I mean, outrageous. That's outrageous to me because it's not but your every, fault. I'm not picking on them for that. We've done. No, I'm just saying it's, not all, it's not the Auburn's player. It's not like Auburn's players didn't try. They're just not good. They're not yeah. good. This is why I, I said all off season that I wanted to say they're four and eight. But I guess I'll go with six and six and seven and five, so I don't get hate mail um, because I'm the Bama homer that just hates Auburn. That was not it at all. Auburn is in horrific shape talent wise. Horrific. Only, only Vanderbilt and Missouri have fewer good players than Auburn in this league. Only and and don't say oh well South Carolina no no I'll take South Carolina's twenty two over Auburn's twenty two and don't tell me about this weekend because Georgia's Godzilla and South Carolina played without five defensive starters uh, so they had no chance um, Auburn doesn't have any talent or, or not as much as they need to and their recruiting is worse than what their nor what their talent level is right now I mean in other words what they're doing recruiting isn't adding to their talent level. It's, it's going to even drag it down even further. And, and I was starting to read today from national guys and, and state guys and, and all this blame on Harson. 
people are just never going to get it. They're, they're even at ever, they're never going to get it. He has no players. He has no support. The coup worked. I said all summer when they're saying the coup failed, I'm like bull. Uh, what are we saying here now? Bull baloney or bull doo-doo. Um, the coup did work because Parson is dead man walking. He was never going to survive this season. And now he certainly won't. Oh, he certainly won't. Um, and <clears throat> I'm with you on that, that it, they could have had Steve Spurrier. They could have had Bill Belichick. It, when you have a line that on both sides, that is just not great. And, and you're playing an offensive line and a defensive line that is pretty good. And not only that, uh, Penn State has a um, a senior, experienced quarterback, and right. they had some really talented running backs. I mean, it just it, it just doesn't add up very well. Now, I think Auburn will beat Missouri this next weekend, but after that, Probably. all bets are off. All bets are off. Um, yeah, I, and I don't look, know that they'll have another SEC game. I, I do believe they'll beat Missouri because they're playing at home. By the way, if this was at Missouri, I'd pick Missouri. Agreed. But it's at Auburn, and I'll pick Auburn to win that, and I think they'll have one more – uh, non-conference game, they'll win that. Uh, so that gets them, what, four wins? But uh, I, I don't see them winning an SEC game uh, other than Missouri. And they'll fire Harson, and the, the and the history books will say Harson was in over his head. He probably was. It was probably never going to work. I'm not saying Harson's great and Auburn's blind. I'm just saying he had no chance. He was given – zero he was given one season the transition year is what he was given yep and 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 then he was it's no chance he had no chance highly unfair i will applaud for him when he is given his uh his buyout money uh i, I don't know that anyone's deserved it more than uh he will um in terms of that big check he'll get uh and auburn fans can't wait uh to give it to him and and I, 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 that's fine and i'm sure they're gonna I say I'm sure. I mean, we'll, we'll see what happens with the new hire. But Harson's taken way too much blame from Auburn fans, from media, both local, regional, and national. He's got no players. He's got no players. You cannot put Auburn jerseys on Jacksonville State's football team, lose games, and blame the coach. But that's that's exactly what's going on. Josh Pate said this today on um, Sirius XM. Sunday morning, whatever it is, he said, if you had just put random jerseys on the two, I would have thought Penn State was the SEC team and Auburn was the, you know, lower end Big Ten team. He said, that's what I would have thought. But he said, right. you know, we all got sort of sucked into the Auburn and their voodoo and whatever. Uh, and it's like my brother said, uh, some Auburn fan apparently told him, well, you know, one of TJ's problems is he hurt his non-throwing shoulder. And my brother said, that's a shame. He must have hurt both of them because <laughs> I don't think either shoulder's throwing it real well. Yeah. Um, and for the Auburn fans, it's like, go to the portal and get somebody. The coup prevented that from being realistic in terms of getting a big name or a five-star out of the portal. That was never going to happen because of the coup. Again, the coup worked. It yep. just He just died Football. a slow death instead of a quick one. Um, really quickly, I'm going to say this again. Um, I think it's Georgia, and then I, I would if I'm if I'm making my AP poll, I'm putting Georgia, and then if I could, as a friend of ours on a text chain said, it's Georgia, and then everybody else in the country should be ranked number eighteen. Um, I think it's uh, should be Georgia one. I think it should be Ohio State two, and I think it should be Alabama three right now. And I I, I feel about that 
pretty strongly, even as an Alabama fan. I know that uh, some Alabama fans are happy that Paul Feinbaum went on Sports Center today and said Georgia is the new Alabama. I, I don't know why that would make anybody mad. I think he's kind of right the way Georgia is playing more joyless murder ball than we are. Um, and that's okay. We can still get better. This is game three. So we can get better. Nobody is predicting doom and gloom, not on this podcast. I want everybody to be clear about that. I hope. But I do. Well, hey, Paul, and by the way, I'm not taking anything away from a statement. That's fine. It doesn't really bother me. I'm just saying this is what does. And again, it gets back to personnel that no one pays any attention to. It's just so much more fun to assume coaches are morons. But I hope for Alabama's sake, I'm hoping, not saying we can't win otherwise, but I hope Arkansas is down five defensive starters. I hope so. I hope so. I wonder I wonder what Paul is going to say on Sunday after Alabama's trip to Fayetteville if Arkansas is down five defensive starters and we play the game. Take Bruce Sanders and four Catalan. Uh, t- take out five Arkansas. Look, let's see how their depth holds up against Alabama. Uh, but, again, I, I, Georgia is easily the best. Second or t- the best or tied for the best program in college football today. I, 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 would agree with that. I would agree with that. And we would be homers if we said otherwise, I believe, Jimmy. I really yeah. believe like and, and I'm Georgia's, fine. Georgia's playing great. They're talented. I I would this I'll go this I'd probably vote for Stetson Bennett to win the Heisman today. Sure. I, I don't know that he's a better player in college football than Stetson Bennett right now, who has been he he's if he if, if all three weeks is a test, he's made a hundred. He's aced it. A plus. Game one, game two, game three. Extremely accurate. Every decision is a good one. But it helps when he never gets hit because the offensive line is great. He has experienced dudes uh, all over the place, good backs. And of course, the defense hadn't allowed a touchdown now, I think, in three games, I think. Well, now they, they scored with like 18 seconds left. But anyway, I missed the last right. yeah, yeah, you missed. Yeah. I don't blame you for cutting it off, Jimmy. Let's go ahead and take a break. When we come back, I'm giving you the whole segment to rant because you want to rant. Oh, so go for it. Oh yeah. All right, Jimmy, we're back with your rant. Go for it, bro. What's well, really honoring a good friend and uh, never missed him more. Uh, now you know because because we miss his Sunday column, Cecil Hurt. Because uh, when I'm ranting here, I'm sort of stealing from uh, for, from Cecil. Uh, as we all should, if we want to be bright about things. But Cecil said, I can't remember if it was last season or the season before, or who knows, because all the Nick Saban seasons look so similar. Uh, Cecil said, because we out-athlete everyone and we're so much better, there's only about 20 teams each year that can play in a game with Alabama and not get embarrassed. About 20, and then there's three or four teams where even Alabama has to bring their A game or they won't win. Uh, But as for everybody else in college football, the other 80-plus uh, FBS teams, Alabama is so much better than they are. Uh, the score is not going to be close. And fans, uh, for whatever reason, because we can't point to, boy, we would have lost if so-and-so uh, uh, hadn't dropped that ball. Good thing he caught it or we would have lost. Fans can't say things like that. So what they do to maintain anger and, and ranting is they create a fictionalized opponent, one that Alabama didn't play. So I've seen today multiple and not just on, on our board at Bam Insider, but all, all over the place, Twitter, social media, everywhere, other boards. I've seen this, boy, yeah, Alabama won 637, but it's a good thing they didn't play Georgia yesterday. Georgia would kill us 
Georgia would kill us. It wouldn't even be close uh, today. Well, Alabama didn't play Georgia yesterday. Alabama doesn't play. Georgia's not even on the schedule. Georgia might be on the schedule later on. Let's see how the season goes. But creating a fictional opponent just so you can make points about how Alabama's deficient in this area, Alabama's deficient in this area. Football is a developmental sport. It's a developmental thing. It's also a ride where there's ups and downs. Alabama's trying to build a football team. Nick Saban's done this every year. I don't know why he hasn't earned uh, you know, uh, enough goodwill for people to say, hmm, I bet Saban figures this out. Would not be a surprise if, if he figures this out. This is a really, really good Alabama football team. They're very talented. We know how talented most of these kids are. Is it a flawed football team? Of course it is. Try to find one that's not. Georgia's coaches, it's Sunday night at 6.30 while we tape this. Georgia's coaches are probably still in their office or at least meeting each other by text, worried about fixing things. Georgia has things to fix. As good as they've been, their coaches are working to make that team better. Every team is flawed. Alabama's is flawed. We'll see if those flaws prove fatal. But to assert that they've already proven fatal because Alabama lost to a fictional opponent they did not play is just insanity. I mean, it's insanity. And and, and we need to start. If we can't appreciate 63 to 7 wins, wow. So, But why am I surprised? And, and again, that is not to say I don't see uh, Alabama's issues in terms of a vertical threat, building up a, 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 a viable playmaker outside. That's a big problem. Uh, I'm not sure we'll be able to run the ball well against a, a high-quality SEC defense. I'm not sure. I guess we're going to find out in a couple of weeks, although even Arkansas's defense isn't that good. Uh, I saw a lot of lamenting uh, today about how Drew Sanders doesn't play for Alabama. Well, he's a really, really good player, and they tried to keep him at Alabama, by the way, uh, and he's gone to Arkansas where he's playing really well. But guess who doesn't play well? Arkansas's defense. Go go compare their defensive numbers to Alabama's. And you want, and, and that has nothing to do with Drew Sanders. He's got to have helpers, you know, and he doesn't have enough. But Alabama's defense is significantly better than Arkansas's. So uh, the team is going to improve. They're going to get better. Anyone that doesn't have 100% faith in Nick Saban simply hasn't been watching Alabama play since 2008. I agree with just about everything you said there, Jimmy. In fact, I think I agree with all that you said. Because I will say this, that um, I did enjoy the win. I enjoy 60-37 all the time. Uh, I think it's also fair that we still have some uh, – we can recognize that all is not perfect, and we still got a lot sure. long way to go. Here's the other sure. thing, though. I'm excited about a 6-30 kick next week against Vandy. I'm excited about that. Um, they switched this quarterbacks? Week, I got to look into this. I'm hearing they switched quarterbacks against Northern Illinois and finished it with Swan when Mike Wright was sort of a story in this league was the first couple of weeks. And now, now AJ Swan has, has won the job. That's a, we, we got to look into this because by the way, this is how significant it is. Wright is an athletic quarterback who runs RPOs and runs around. Swan's a just total drop back passer. So it's a significant thing as to which offense Vanderbilt's going to be running. We're going to want to know that. Yeah, I hope the coaches look into it. I really do. <laughs> I hope they do. All right. All right, buddy. That's going to do it for tomorrow. They'll call Vanderbilt's beat writer. Hey, uh, did you watch the game? Yeah. Who played quarterback? Uh, our, our, our coaches are like looking in the Birmingham news for 
advertiser. Uh, hey, all right. That's going to do it for today's podcast. Thank you guys so much for making us your first listen. We appreciate you guys a ton. And uh, we'll be back tomorrow with more. We're going to talk about Jamarian Miller. Don't you worry about it. We're going to talk about Jalen Milrow. We're going to talk about all the good things that we saw for sure. And we'll Tyler do all Booker. that. Tyler Booker. Yeah. Tyler Booker. Definitely talk about him. We'll talk about all that when the rest of the week rolls around here on Locked on Bama. So roll tide. Roll tide.